Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And it's a White Sox off day, so I am joined by the full CHGO White Sox crew. We got Vinny Duber in the far left in the white shirt. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's a CHGO White Sox beat writer. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's a CHGO White Sox community leader. And before we get into White Sox off day, before we get into the main bit today, which is I'm playing Alex Trebek and we're doing uh, Sox Jeopardy. We also got Mailbag Monday questions, the aptly Mailbag Monday. This is a packed show. Oh, it's a very packed show. Um, And we got to start off with probably, you know, the thing we're most known for at this point, Herb falling on his ass. <laughs> yes. Face. Herb falling on his face more than anything. And I mean, me. I wish I fell on my ass. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us now today is the knee brace that Yasmani Crandall gave to Vinny to give to Herb. So yeah. how you feeling, Herb? How's the knee? You know, Ben. I mean, the knee never was a problem. It's the hamstring gave out on me and I hit the knee. But, you know, as I was explaining to the uh, CHGO Bears guys, and uh, good to see them, Herb Howard in the house, another Herb. Always good to see another herb. My uh, fall was didn't break anything. I didn't break a bone as yet. I haven't gone to the hospital, but you know, I think I'm Mr. Uh, Unbreakable, uh, Bruce Willis. I'm not Mr. Glass because I've only broken one bone in my whole life, and that was my ankle when it was uh, in wrestling. So I appreciate my man Yasmani thinking about my health and sort supporting us with this nice knee support. That probably cost like a hundred some dollars, man. Yeah, I bet. That. that's rich as hell. <laughs> nice, I would, pretty I would never buy that for myself. <laughs> probably took it off a shelf. But I'm definitely gonna be wearing it in the future. <laughs> you ever broken a bone? No, I am okay. Wolverine. I have uh, adamantium bonded to the skeleton for all the nerds out there. I, uh, I've, I you say adamant. Well, adamantium is uh, the fictional metal that coats uh, Wolverine's Wolverine? skeleton. Yeah, okay. he's also talking in nerd, which means I also stay inside as well and have not broken a bone uh, in my life. So uh, shout out to Vinny and I wrestling. Yeah, it was sophomore year. My coach, well, no, f- so, yeah, freshman year. My coach made me uh, do wrestling because he didn't want me to get out of shape for football next year. I couldn't play basketball. He said, "If you can't make the basketball team, you're coming out for wrestling." I was like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> And so Coach Ellison made me go out for wrestling. I was six and zero, oh, and then I think at a like I failed classes, so I couldn't do wrestling anymore because I was so tired and terrible at that. So it actually was sophomore year. Broke my ankle sophomore year after I was six and one, and then never really played wrestling. Never wrestled again. Never played baseball again. And then was all right. Football wasn't as good though. I thought you were talking about like professional wrestling. No, nah, yeah. nah. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, I put. I stuck my left foot in between the two mats, and the guy tossed me and then broke my ankle slash tibia we're bringing up uh professional wrestling here because i do want to see herb in some sort of ring uh now that he's bringing up his wrestling career um have we seen the edwin diaz entrance uh in in new york for when he comes in as it's gone on for a few years now yeah i've seen it before yeah i know i know it went around the internet the other day but i've uh they've been doing it for a while i think so are the white Sox missing out on an opportunity because liam Hendricks is exponentially cooler we are just not getting a shot of someone walking out of the bull, bullpen behind Liam Hendricks. So the more I see Edwin Diaz's thing, I'm just like, well, wait for the cool light show in Chicago when Liam Hendricks is coming out to a horrible version of Queen. Um, you know, I, I think that might blow up or go viral. So you as just the kids you want say. the camera angle is what you want. 
Yeah, I feel it's like all, they can make this it. This is look, on this is on NBC Sports to get the camera angle right. I, I'm yeah, I'm telling them how to do their job. It's the music that plays for Edwin Diaz. I don't know what you said. Queen. Of yeah, it is. A, it is about bad. four songs playing at the same time. <laughs> One of them is "We Will Rock You." Ugh. One of them is uh, um, "Killing in the Name." Rage Against the Machine. There's a little bit Ew. of that in there, uh, and then there's a lot of techno. If 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 you if Liam ever comes out uh, early. And the the song goes and goes. It turns into like, like it's like feeling a power tool going into your brain. Ugh. It's it's real bad techno. Yeah. So it's song and camera angles that Liam yeah. needs to fix. Well, I asked. I literally asked Liam the day he was introduced as the yeah. as the as the White Sox new closer. I go, Do you have? Is your, are you going to be bringing Jimi Hendrix walking music? Because you know your last name's Hendrix. You should be walking out to Jimi Hendrix. Only makes sense. We had to wait until Adam Purple Hazley came up to get some <laughs> Jimi Hendrix at the rate. All along the Watchtower. Oh, what, what, yeah, what, think what, how what, cool that would be. Or Voodoo Child. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. say about Hendrix? Was like, no. Nah, he was like, yeah, I like I'm him, gonna... but I've got this queen, crazy queen thing that we're going to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like uh, that terrible version of uh, what was that? Benny and the Jets by uh, Ben Zobra's wife. Yeah, oh. I, will, I think I'd probably take Liam's. 100 times out of 100 over that. Yeah, I don't need that. Um, yeah, I, I, some of the other Sean saying Liam should come out to Men at Work one time. Uh, I'm sure that, he's gotten that before. It wouldn't be that cool um, <laughs> either. Um, he should come out to, uh, who was that one band? Uh, well, ACDC. Mid- Midnight Oil. Midnight yeah, Beds Are Burning. Yeah. It's a decent song. It's, yeah. it's pretty, I mean, he is political, but it's pretty, I don't know. Not really baseball. No. Like I mean, ACDC is from Australia. Yeah, that's, they are. That's pretty obvious. But is it? I mean, it work, and it works Queens too not. with it the does. White Sox. But they use too many of those songs. And my, oh, my guy, my guy Brendan McCaffrey says they all sound the same. ACDC songs? Yeah. Yeah. And all their singers sound the same. Yeah. They got a guy who sounds like the other guy. And you really can't tell if it's a Bon Scott or Brian Johnson. Well, ha- we haven't uh, brought in the NXS what? music. Oh, NXS is good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Inxus. <laughs> is NXS good walkout music, though? Maybe not. Like, but it's need good. you tonight? <laughs> I mean, that'll get hi- people hyped up. You just hit those chords. People like, oh, it's Liam's Absolutely. Hey, all Edwin Diaz is doing is using trumpets. So, you know, I mean, I mean guitar could work. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, apparently, Alex Rude is saying one of the songs that you're saying is uh, disco on top of them is Bangarang by Skrillex, which I know you're a huge Skrillex guy. It, it, th- there was a time, I think, where I had to stand up and walk, a- walk into the, <laughs> away from the field because it was just bad. Um, and AJ AJ saying major old head takes Liam's entrance music perfectly complements the light show. I think the light show would, is complemented by any good song. Yeah, uh, the, the lights are programmed to go to the beat of the music that's playing. Right. So like, you could just pick a better song. <laughs> I mean, you could just pick the better version of We Will Rock. Technically, you. if this gets Liam hyped up and ready to pitch, cool. Let you do your own thing, but. Also, I think Edwin Diaz, the music also gets him hyped up, but also it plays to the crowd. It's an entertainment game where the whole city field is on fire when he comes in the game. Mr. and Mrs. Matt are enjoying time um, <laughs> playing their trumpets, and the, the stadium is alive. Shout out to Mrs. Matt. Oh, man, she's, she's, done, she's gone through a lot. Mr. Matt has put her through a lot of stuff. It's good that she didn't leave her for Mr. Redlegs. <laughs> when are we going to get him Mrs. Southpaw? You gonna bring that? But I don't know if Southpaw's a male. Dude, I just think he's a fuzzy dude. green dude. He's a dude. Is he fuzzy yeah. green dude? Okay, yeah. so he might be. Yeah, Ms. Southpaw. I know the actor, actor or person inside used to be a woman, but mm. now is not. Wow, yes. that's a fun fact. Yes. Well, I'll 
just say uh, that now we're going to make a weird segue into Jeopardy. Uh, wait, no, wait, we, we're not going to do that because we got Yasmani Grandal's record. Uh, so the whole reason we talked about the knee brace was to bring up, we had this stat for you, Herb. Uh, since you fell, the White Sox are 6-5, and five, and Yasmani Grandal has played in eight games and has not been motivated by your fall. He's hitting 100, 156, and slugging 167 uh, with two doubles and two RBIs. I mean, that's not, I mean, I think the original thing was since the video came out, which they'd be six and four. But yes, that day versus the, what was it, versus the Oakland A's? Yeah. It was, yeah, now it's no, six Colorado. and Colorado. Yeah. In Colorado? Yeah. yeah. So, yes, since that day that when I fell, yeah, six and five. But, but you fell before the, the game. Yeah, but the video came out after the game because I remember I was in pain that whole Colorado game. I was like, fuck the Rockies. And so it was like six and four. I would still say six and five. I would say, I so the White Sox are the same. No matter what. <laughs> They're just a 500 team. And, uh, hey, no it might what. work in this division. The, hey, the last team that Tony Russa took to the World Series before this one was an 83-win St. Louis Cardinal team that won the World Series miraculously. Can 85, we, right? Huh? Say 83? I think they won 83 games. Was it, or, or 86. Right, yeah. It wasn't a lot of games. It was something I was like, hey, Yikes. the White Sox are still champions because you got to win at least 90 games to be the World Series champs. Two and games we, above 500. And Tony Russo was kind of right. Jimmy Lambert, he might be Adam Wainwright. Let's <laughs> <laughs> knock it off. Uh, he looks a, good. He looks a lot better in the bullpen, Tony I think, for a reason. about baseball. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I think it's the pitch lab more than Tony here. But anyways, uh, Vinny was doing a good uh, Johnny Gilbert impersonation. Uh, we are now going to go into the Jeopardy or Sox Pretty version of the show. It's going to be Vinny and Herb versus each other. I will be your Alex Trebek. Um, and here are the rules. You got to answer Jeopardy style. So who is, what is, what are. That's going to be my big downfall in this, Herb. And I am going to absolutely harp on it every single time you you get it wrong. Um, And then also, uh, we're going to, we don't, it's a cheaper budget show. I mean, Jeopardy is a studio show, 40 plus years. They have a big budget. We don't have buzzers. So you're just going to have to make the best sound with your mouth. All right. And I will just go. Or bomb yeah, or whatever. something like I that. I mean, you're, 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 it's dealer's choice. Truly. Can I just go buzzer? You can do that. Okay. You can do that. Buzzer. You can go, or you can go, you okay. can, whatever you want. Um, right. And you can change it up on me. I I'll, I could tell the difference between right. uh, your voices here. Um, let's look at the Jeopardy questions here. Uh, it's just going to be one round. No double Jeopardies. Uh, no daily doubles here. And you can see the, uh, the, the I, mean, I don't know if the actual uh, audience could see it or not, but they down at the bottom it. we got uh, Vinny and Herb. Uh, you can see the you can't uh, see the thousands. I don't the, think the thousands. Okay. All right. All right. Nice. Well, all right. Well, we get we got two hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars as the uh, question totals that you can win. Uh, the categories are ghastly gaffes, numbers by names. So I will give you names, and then you have to respond with the number that those players wore for the White Sox. You got hit and homers. Those are 2021 questions about the White Sox lack of power. You got trade tree. I will give you one side of a trade tree. You have to give me the player who went to the White Sox. Um, So I will give you the players that left the White Sox. You got to give me the player who came to the White Sox. And then White Sox walk up. Uh, We've been talking about Liam Hendricks and all that stuff. So there we go. Uh, We're going to give you some some songs and you're going to have to guess who comes up to these songs? All where's, right. where's Potent Potables? Uh, I, I was, that was Ghastly Gaffs, honestly. Gotcha. Um, where's Penis Mighty? Uh, the Pen is Mighty is not on there. Uh, we we could have done, done that. You could have done that, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, 
I just I didn't I didn't do it. I I, I took a different pen is joke. Um. Anyways, you guys ready to flip a coin? Herb, yes. I'll let you pick heads or tails. Heads. All right, we're gonna flip now, and it is tails. Vinny, do you want first, or do you want to let uh, Herb go first? I want control of the board. All right, taking control of the board. All right, I will take uh, White Sox walk up for 200, please. All right. It is homecoming by Kanye West. <laughs> we got to wait until I finish nope. <laughs> nope. the prompt. I'm going to go Herb first. No, he gets it. He's oh, like, you get it. All right. I don't know it. <laughs> Vinny. Lucas Gio- who is Lucas Giolito? That is incorrect. Uh, we will also say uh, Feeling Myself by Nicki Minaj. Uh, this person has two different walk-ups. I can't answer again, can I? Uh, no, Herb, it's, I knew it, that you got one. it wrong. I knew that one. And Adam Engel. Okay. Oh. You can go for the steal. Who is Dylan Cease? All right, Dylan yeah. Cease. Okay. Her, uh, <laughs> Vinny gets 200 points. Uh, and I did see Alex Rude mention, uh, since Dylan Cease has changed up his uh, walk-up, he's now been a different pitcher. He started coming out to Nicki Minaj's Feeling Myself before it was homecoming uh, by, uh, by Kanye West. All right, Vinny, you still have control of the All board right. here. Give me White Sox walk-up for 400. All right. Dragula by Rob Zombie. Mm. Vinny. Who is Matt Foster? All right. Ding. Vinny's got 400. I mean, he's going to clear the board on this one pretty much. <laughs> you got to be quicker. I mean, he's at the stadium every day. <laughs> so? I know all these. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you looked them up. That's true. <laughs> all right. Vinny, you still got White control. White Sox walk up for 600. All right. Welcome to the show by Cody Johnson. Eh. Oh, I know this one. Herb. Who is Andrew Vaughn? Ding. We are tied at 600. That's because I knew it was a terrible song. My least favorite one on the team. <laughs> it is the worst it one. It is a terrible song. All right, Herb, you got control of the board. Go with, um, I'll go with numbers by names for 200. All right, Alec. numbers by names by 200. Octavio Dotel, Orlando Hernandez, and Ellis Burks. Eh. Herb. What is 51? Eh. Damn it. Can I do it again? Uh, Vinny's, got a, Vinny's got an answer before. Oh, boy. I have no idea. Do, do, do. All right, final. Uh, what is 50? No. Herb? I'm just going to go, what is 36? Ah, it's a legendary number. It's 26. Mm. Son of a bitch. Yeah, 26. If well, I, I was an Avi on that list. Sean, are we the Ducking I wasn't points? Leary on that list. <laughs> Sean, are we the He's Ducking 20, points? He's 28. I'm going to lose bad. my card. Are we the Ducking points for wrong answers? Or are we just, oh, God, no. All right. No, yeah, no, 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 we'd have, we'd all be right. in the negative. Thank so goodness. Uh, no one got that one right. I didn't even get that right, and I wrote the question. Herb, you got control of the board. Let's go to numbers by names for 400. All right, numbers by names by 400. Keith Folk, Greg Walker, Harold Baines. Oh, shit. Vinny made the buzzer noise first. Well, I mean, technically it's three, but it's also wrong. That is incorrect. Right, yeah. <laughs> Herb. What is 31? 31 is the correct oh, no. oh. Is the incorrect <laughs> answer. Damn it. Incorrect. Why is Harold Baines on there as 29? It was the first number he wore as a white sock. This is like a trick. Yes, Damn, it, was a, it was a trick. We, I, I'm supposed to be the fan here. Well, I, it was Harold Baines who was trying to throw you off. Yeah, Anyways. you did. And boy, off. did you. Yeah, I threw myself <laughs> off. All right, Herb, you still got control of the We're board. We're still doing numbers by names for 600. All right, the three players are Greg Norton, Scott Radinsky, and Lamar Hoyt. Herb. I think we went over this one the other this day. Literally we did. from yesterday. It's literally, I, I think I thought it was what this number. What is 31? What is 31 <laughs> is correct. You would uh, also you. have uh, Hoyt Wilhelm. Uh, the Hoyts have worn 31. So Norton, Herb gets you're that the greatest. One. Greg Norton, Scott Radinsky, and Lamar Hoyt all wore 31. All right, Herb, you got control. Let's go for numbers by names for 800. All right, 800. Alex Centron, Carl Everett, Miguel Olivo. Herb. What is eight? What is eight is correct. (laughs) The great number eight for Carl Everett. I'm getting no rebuild. I'm getting no rebuild players on this on this category. (laughs) I believe in Carl Everett, who does not believe in dinosaurs. I'm so sorry. What is numbers by names for a thousand? 
All right. Ryan Burr, Kevin Smith, Chris Bassett. Those are your rebuild names. I'm just going to guess. All right, Herb. 51. What is 51? Incorrect. Vinny. What is 36? Incorrect. Dang it. What is 61? 61. Kevin Smith Kevin was Smith with 61. Kevin Smith was 30, uh, 36. I knew it. You're That's right. I, said uh, I was throwing off all those Kevin Smith heads out there. <laughs> like Man, Mike Rankin. That was brutal. All right. Uh, now we got uh, Herb. You're still in control of the board. Let's go with Gasly Gas for 200. All right. For 200, Gasly Gas. History. No Hawk. Not the Perfecto from 2009, but this base running error in 2020 was the first of its kind. Eh, 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 eh. Vinny. That triple play. Uh, what kind of triple play? What eight, was the put out numbers? Eight, six, eight, four. What is eight, six? <laughs> and that one up. What is eight, five? What is eight, five? five. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vinny. Man. I didn't want it. Getting crushed so on close. the technicalities here. It was one of a kind. I go. really have to be specific. You do. About You're not it. wrong. All right. Uh, Herb, you got control of the board. You're let's, kicking Vinny's ass 2,200 to 600. Let's go to Trade Tree for 200. All right. Trade Tree for 200. Nick Madrigal, Cody Hoyer. Eh. Vinny. Who is Craig Kimbrell? Correct. Vinny gets 200 points game. on that yeah, one. 800 to 220. <laughs> Vinny, you got control of the board. Uh, let's go back. I, this going out of order is very upsetting. Go back to White Sox walk up for 800, please. <laughs> Little baby by in a minute. Eh. Oh, Herb. I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> Who is Tim Anderson? Who is Tim Anderson? Correct. Isn't it the other way? In a minute by little baby. Uh, WhiteSox.com has it by as little baby by no, in a minute. Little baby's the artist. I'm an old head, but I know little baby's the artist. I bet you're right. Yeah. Um, but I just copied it straight from. See, look, Tim Anderson, little baby by in a minute. That's dumb. Um, let's go finish out the category for a thousand. White Sox walk up. All right, three thousand to eight hundred. The song is Vampire by Travel Seeds. Hey, maybe it's a trick and one. Herb, Lucas Giolito. Oh, I didn't say it wrong, too. I, I said there was a pen is mighty question in here. <clears throat> oh, I got it now. No one? All right. No idea. Uh, they're passing at this one. It was Reese McGuire. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for finally if it was, getting uh, if, sound See, if someone used Vampire Blues by Neil Young, then I would have known. <laughs> of course, well, if they only had taste, Vinny. Yep. Um, all right. Let's go to, I think it's Herb. Trade tree for 400, All right, Steven. for 400. Clayton Richard, Aaron Pareda, Adam Russell, Dexter Carter. Eh. Herb. Who is Jake Peavy? Yes. Who is Jake Peavy? For 400 points, 300 and or three, thirty four hundred for Herb, eight hundred for Vinny. Let's go six hundred in that same category, please. Six hundred in trade tree. Sammy Sosa and Ken Panderson. Uh, I'll say Vinny. Who is George Bell? Correct. George Bell is the correct answer. Vinny gets six hundred points. It's thirty four hundred for Herb, fourteen hundred for Vinny. Vinny, you're in control of the board. Trade tree for eight hundred. Trade tree for eight hundred. Josh Fields and Chris Getz. Eh. Herb. Who is Mark Tian? Mark Tian, correct. Tea time. <laughs> there you go. Mark Tian is the correct answer. 4,200 for Herb, 1,400 for Vinny. Herb, you're in control of the board. T- trade tree for 1,000. All right. Ryan Moe. Yeah. Um, I have no, I do not know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a real person. It is a real person. And it, it, it was a real important trade, especially for a certain year. This sounds like one of those made-up names from the Oakland Athletics. Uh, it was a made-up name for a person on the White Sox organization. 
All right. Do, 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 do. Herb. I'm just going to hit it. I know it's not the answer. Who is? It's within the last 20 years. Who is Bobby Jenks? No, not Bobby Jenks. I know. Any, any, any guess, Vinny? Well, you've led me to believe that it's an 05 White Sox of some fashion, but I don't know which one. Steven? Any guess? <laughs> Dustin Hermanson. Eh. I don't know. Jeff no Blum. Come on. Ah, the Blummer. Oh. He, the player to be named later was Ryan Moe. That's no, very difficult. I mean, no he was, one, it was, was named before then, but. It was a $1,000 question, guys. Come on. Did he ever make it to the big leagues? Because I've never heard of uh, I don't. I don't think he did. I don't think Ryan Moe did. He Let's, was a, a player to be named later who was drafted in the 25th round, made it up to AAA, and had a 9 Ryan. ERA. We won the trade. <laughs> you did win the trade. Um, ghastly gas for 400 All right. White Sox fans have public enemy number one for this base running occurrence, which the Sox currently rank third in all of Major League Baseball. In. Eh. Herb. What is getting out at home? Yes, I will accept that answer. Outs at home base. Uh, and the public enemy number one, uh, Joe McEwing. All right, Herb, in control of the board here. 600 for Gasly Gaffs. All right. On April 26th, the White Sox dropped their eighth game in a row and led the league in this category with 20. Eh. Herb. What are errors? Correct. Errors. You are kicking Vinny's ass. This is I a, mean, this is a blood I mean, Vinny 5,200 to 1,400. Like, Vinny's the journalist, and he's at the park. So he can get the walk-up stuff. <laughs> that's, that's and then it. I got one of them. <laughs> Ghastly gas for 800. All right. Ghastly gas. Before I click it, Vinny, you pretty much have to sweep the ball. Oh, here I'm aware. Back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this White Sox outfielder is tied for the third worst defender in baseball by stat cast out above average statistics. Minimum 100 attempts. Vinny. Uh, who is Andrew Vaughn? Correct. Andrew Vaughn is the correct answer. Uh, I think it you just be. got 800 points there, so 5,200 to 2,200. Outfielder should be in quotation marks. Yes, outfielder should be in quotation marks. Uh, Vinny, you're control of the board. Let's go ghastly gas for 1,000. For 1,000. This White Sox outfielder has the second worst ultimate zone rating, UZR, minimum 595 innings in 2022 in all of the major leagues. Eh. Vinny. That's a lot of innings. Uh, who is Aloy Jimenez? No. Nope. Eh. Yes. Who is Gavin Sheets? No. Son of a bitch. That's so many innings. Eh. Vinny. Who is um, AJ Pollock? No. Nope. It's Luis Robert. With what? over 600 innings, only wow. Bo Bichette has a worse ultimate zone rating. And I would have thought that Luis his zone Robert. was so ultimate. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not so. Not the case this year. I think um, UZR is broken UZR. this year. <laughs> <laughs> fix it, UZR. I think there's some things that Luis Robert might need to fix in the outfield. Hey, we saw those, uh, those odd routes he was taking. That vitamin deficiency really could have been hurting him here. I just did um, some quick math here. If you sweep the board now, Vinny, it'll be a tie. I can tie okay. with a correct answer in every one of these questions. All right. And All right. If, how about this? And if Herb gets any of them wrong, we will subtract points, No, no, no. No, no, no. Let's just do the game. <laughs> All right. Vinny's got the board. Vinny's got the board. Vinny, you want to start? I'll go with hitting homers for 200. All right. For 200, with the 17th home run of 2021 in the first game of a doubleheader versus the Twins on July 19th, Jose Abreu pushed the White Sox past this home run milestone. Pushed the White Sox past the home run. In 2021... On July 19th, with his 17th home run in the first game of a doubleheader versus the Twins, Jose Bray pushed the White Sox past this home run milestone. Eh. Herb. 100 for the year? 100, what, is, 100, what is 100 for the year? No. 
Okay. That is correct. You did not answer in the Sorry, correct so I, way. I, that's wrong. Take it off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Take it off. A hundred home runs in a season. All right. Uh, Herb, you got control of the board. 400 hitting homers. All right. Nine teams. Nine. That's how many teams have not reached this home run milestone in 2022 yet. The White Sox are part of this week club. Eh. Herb. What is a hitting a hundred home runs? What is hitting a hundred? They were the same runs? answers twice in a row. <laughs> it was the same answer. You should have uh, been over on it. This is now we know we're not really. <laughs> Where watching are the White Jeopardy. Sox at? Uh, they are at ninety three home runs this year, so they are twenty fifth, I think, in the league. Let's go six hundred. All right, for six hundred hitting home runs, it's not just a White Sox problem. Kyle Schwarber has more home runs of this kind than eleven MLB teams. Uh. Vinny. Left-handed. Left-handed home runs. Wow. 34 home runs. Uh, there's 11 teams that have 33 or less. The White Sox are one of them. The White Sox don't have the worst. They are second worst with 18, tied with the Cubs. Worst are the Toronto Blue Jays. You know the Cubs are worse than the damn Cincinnati Reds? I just looked at that. Really? The Reds started with like three wins in like the first 25 <laughs> games, and since then they've taken off and now are in third place in the NL Central. That's neither here nor there. No. All right. Uh, two more left. Herb, I think you got control of the board. 800. All right. You win. I mean, I have control yeah. of the board. Oh, you have Sorry, Vinny. You want to go to the old Yeah, I want this one. All right. Uh, Vinny, do you want 800? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. This is the last time the White Sox did not have a hitter hit 20 home runs in a season. <clears throat> Herb. What is 1975? Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Vinny. Uh, what is 1988? You guys are cold. Oh, Incorrect. I know. I know. I, I, I it, what, it's got to be pre-Frank, right? What is, what is 2020? Yeah, what is 2020? What I, said, I just thought oh, about it Jose Abreu had 19. That's a trick question, too. Hey, I never said they weren't going to be. You guys know the White Sox, so I got to make them somewhat tough. All right. 1,000. Penny, you got a better answer this one, right? Yeah. On August 2nd, 2022, the fun. White Sox had their 20th game this season accomplishing this feat. Since the new millennium, this the lowest amount of games accomplishing this feat was 35 in 2015. Uh, Vinny. Homerless game. No. What? Yeah. What? Uh, yes. What is multiple air game? No. No, this is oh, about homers. Home ah. <laughs> you guys are close. I'll tell you that much. The lowest amount. Oh, the... So, so... Oh, games with a homer. Uh, games with more than one homer. Games with two or home runs or more. Multiple. So home multiple home right. run games. Yeah, two home runs in a game. Right. So the White Sox have twenty games with twenty uh, or two home runs or more. Got it under uh, three grand year. there, Stephen. They need they need fifteen <laughs> more uh, to accomplish it. Uh, there's no final Jeopardy. Uh, Herb wins sixty eight hundred to thirty eight hundred. I'll put all my money against Vinny's and see if I lose. All right, hold on. Well, let, let me come up with a let me come up with a, a question here. So for here you, you guys. go. Okay. Now everybody gets to listen to Sean looking up something well, up on Google for the next. Well, I'm going to read them an ad minutes. first. I'm going to I'm going to double duty here, and I'm going to read the points bet ad, and then I'm going to read the Owen ad, and then I'm going to add to you guys a final Jeopardy uh, <laughs> question. And the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. 
That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And PointsBet's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. If you see an edge in the game you're watching, if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. There's more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash-outs with the PointsBet app. Right now is a fantastic time to take advantage of this deal. We have a brand-new shirt in the CHGO. Locker. If you want to celebrate the great White Sox ace, we now got the shirt for you. It's got a very sexy mustache on it. It's for possibly an award winner. You see the sh- uh, shirt on the screen right there. Who wouldn't want to be rocking the Cease shirt? So again, download that PointsBet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up and you'll get the opportunity after you make a $50 or more first-time deposit to get a CHGO membership, which again, unlocks all the web content like Vinnie Duber's articles. You get the free t-shirt. You get to talk with us in the CHGO Discord. It is a fantastic, fantastic deal. So once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life at PointsBet. If you or somebody you know has a gaming problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And our next partner has a product I want to tell you about. You just had CHGO Bears talk to you about Justin Fields, and he has informed us about this great new product, Owen, which is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you. All their products are free of artificial ingredients. They're allergen-friendly. There's no gluten or dairy, and they're easily digestible. Herb needed a snack. He ran down to the corner snow store. What do they have? Boom, Owen in the fridge and he brought them back to the, the the office and even when they're not supplying us with the great free samples of the chocolate the vanilla the salted caramel the strawberry banana uh, the strawberry banana uh, one herb's still reaching for owen it's only what you need when you are putting energy out into the world put it back into your body with the great 100 percent plant-based protein shake owen again it's only what you need Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. And with code CHGO20, again, you can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen, L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com. And you can join me and Justin Fields and try Owen. Again, it's only what you need. All right. You guys were right that I, I have no idea where I'm going with Final Jeopardy. Here. It's fine. Yeah. Or, save it for the end of the program. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll save it for the end of the program. I think that's a good <laughs> idea. Let's move on into the mailbag Monday portion of the show. The packed show rolls on. These questions are already written for us, so we don't have to worry about it. I don't this. have to answer these in the form of a question. No, you don't. Uh, you can. I mean, maybe it'll still be fun. Uh, let's start off, Stephen, with the first one from our guy, Sam. Um, and I, I love our Discord. Uh, these guys are CHGO members. Uh, that was the, it was the first. You, it, yeah, that, yeah. that Sung Hin is, he goes by Sam. He's he introduced himself to me as Sam. Uh, that, I can see how that could be confusing. Um, but these great CHGO Discord members are hanging out with us, and I didn't even have to give them the prompt to give us mailbag questions. They just gave us mailbag questions. So shout out to Sean, Sam, uh, and I believe Steven for sending these in. From Sam, out of the current AL contenders, which would be the best matchup for us, the White Sox, if they luckily sneaked into the playoffs somehow, some way, by October. So looking at the possible teams that can make the AL playoffs, which is the easiest matchup for the White Sox to face? Let's say they host a home uh, you know, series, three-game series with the new playoff format. Who is the easiest opponent for the White Sox to see? I would say out of the teams, it would probably be Tampa Bay because, yes, <laughs> they do have a dominant pitcher at the top of their uh, rotation with uh, Shane, Rue McClanahan, but I don't see anything in their lineup necessarily that could dominate Dylan Cease. I don't see anything in their lineup. 
in the second game where right now I'm probably throwing Johnny Cueto out there that would pose a problem for the White Sox. And remember, the White Sox are would be hosting these games. So out of all of them, like we were talking yesterday, I don't want to see Seattle. That top of the rotation is pretty stacked. Their lineup looks pretty good. I don't want to see them. We faced them earlier in the year and still got to go back out to Seattle. So I'm good on them. I'm good on the Blue Jays. And I think out of all the teams in the mix, I mean, even the Twins give the White Sox troubles from time to time. And the Guardians, I don't want to say them. But the Tampa Bay Rays would be the team that I would say, all right, we have a fair shot. Maybe not winning it, but I would be the team that I would say that is the best opportunity for the White Sox to advance to the second round. That was kind of what I was thinking, too, mostly because they've already played them home and road, and I think they've won both series. So uh, you've got the recent history there. Not only that, too, you got a nice dome team that would be playing in Chicago in, October. I guess, October is kind of a, another summer month at this point. But every <laughs> once in a while, you get a, a rainy, a, 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 you know, chilly, rainy evening, and maybe, mm-hmm. the, maybe the White Sox could benefit from that. Um, so oh, here's a thought, though. Who's got, who's got a, a, an ace that's left-handed? That might be uh, the way to think. Obviously, we've seen the numbers that are not necessarily what they were last year or the year prior when it comes to facing a left-handed starter. But I think that has more to do with the run scoring more than it does uh, necessarily the, the, the way guys have had success or not because, obviously, the numbers uh, against right-handed pitching have not been very good uh, throughout the season for the White Sox. So, uh, but yeah, I would I would go ahead and, and guess the Rays. But you know, it's it's a question that right now probably has a different answer than it will once we get to the end of September or you know those first few weeks in October when they're finishing out the regular season uh, because it's going to be based on who's hot, right? And how many times have we seen a team get in as the wild card? But they're rolling at the end of September, and that's what really kind of powers them throughout the uh, throughout the postseason. And AJ AJ says that we obliterated Robbie Ray. Sean and I were at the game, and Vinny was there too. I'm Real sure. sloppy. Yeah. yeah, it was sloppy conditions, rainy, pretty Homers, much the whole night. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, and it was in April or May, so it wasn't the real Robbie Ray. When it comes to playoff time, I don't want to see that man. Especially, don't want to see Luis Castillo right. pitcher versus the White Sox. So yeah, I would take the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, you mentioned it. Which guy has, or which team has? As the left-handed ace, it's Shane McClanahan. So I, I think it's easily the Rays, just because again, you went down to Tampa, you handled business down there, you welcomed Tampa in, and that was early on in the season. To be fair to Tampa, um, still they didn't really pose that big of a threat. You look at uh, Toronto, Gosman, Manoa, Barrios. I'm good. Great you mentioned that. Robbie Ray and Castillo for for Seattle. I'm good. Um, it really only comes down to Tampa Bay, and you would have Shane McClanahan, but outside of that, it's going up against 35-year-old, retooled, retailored, put-together Corey Kluber. So it's it's not that fearsome of a matchup for this White Sox offense that has been so, um, you know, uh, just struggling. I mean, just really have not been able to find any really sort of, <laughs> you know, role here. Yep. Um, so I, I really think that them going up against Seattle – a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 21 years would be horrible. That team is going to be absolutely motivated. They won't care if they're playing on the home or a road. They sold out their entire farm system to get to the playoffs, make sure that they're going to get to the playoffs. They've been on that 11-game losing or win streak or 14-game win streak I think they had early on in the season, so they can get red hot. Tampa really hasn't found that role this year, and maybe that's because they're playing in a tough AL East, but I would rather take my shots going against Tampa, who really – lack a star as well. I mean, Rose Arena emerged for them back in 2020, but there's not really a star on that team. 
maybe Wander Franco when he comes back. Like, he's currently injured. That would be really the only, you know, downside I would see of facing uh, the, the, the Rays. But, I mean, best-case scenario, the Orioles sneak in as a wild card, and you face the Orioles, who have horrible, 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 horrible pitching. And with most of those, you can set up a fake revenge for the White Sox because if the Orioles get in, you say, hey, there's revenge for 83. If the Toronto Blue Jays get in, revenge for 93. I'm if, sure everybody on the White Sox oh, really cares like, about that right now. I'm yeah. pissed about 93. And then 2000, <laughs> the Mariners, and 2008, the Rays. The manager revenge. might care about 83. 83. <laughs> There's at least one guy who might, give, who might give a damn Juice about groups. that. Um, and shout out, what's up, uh, Hunter Williams? And Alex saying McClanahan is a star. Absolutely, but he's left-handed. You know, I mean, Robbie Ray is a star. Luis Castillo is a star. Uh, Alex Manoa is a star. Kevin Gosman a star. Shane McClanahan's a star. He's the only one out of that list that's a left-hander. If you're getting to the playoffs, your number one starter is a star. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, the only team that I think wouldn't say that is Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland's got Bieber. Seattle's got Ray and Castillo. Tampa Bay's got Shane McClanahan. Toronto's got Manoa and, and Gosman. The Yankees have Garrett Cole. I heard he's pretty good. Justin Verlander, who you picked to win AL Cy Young, he's heard decent. he's pretty decent as well. So, yeah, all of them uh, have stars. So, again, and Alex saying Shane killed the Sox last time. We're not saying that. We're just saying that he's left-handed um so yeah, which, yeah I, I don't thing. want to face any of these teams can we face the <laughs> right. cubs again in the playoffs there, there's a reason why we're, we're all upset here with the white Sox because i don't think they're getting past the first round which was the goal for this team even you know making the playoffs is in question here uh, let's go to the next question uh from our guy other sean uh he ends up asking kind of in the same vein i'm going to be positive and say the white Sox or say when the White Sox win the division, C starts game one, who starts game two. I think the argument can be made for Cueto in game two. Playoffs experience plus is what you get with him. So how would you line up, let's say, a three-game series versus, I think right now it would be Seattle. So if you're going up against Seattle, how would you roll out the, uh, roll out the White Sox pitchers one through three? Today it's easy, I think. Today it goes Dylan Cease, Johnny Cueto, Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, if that's on me. AJ, AJ, AJ. Uh, Robbie Ray is left-handed. I forgot about he, that. He, yeah. he turns his butt completely to the to the guy, and that's on me. I don't know if uh, by the end of September, though, that, that answer is going to be the same. Nothing against Johnny Cueto, but I could see a guy like Lance Lynn really catching fire and, and you know, demanding one of those top two spots in that playoff rotation. Heck, it's you're gonna. You're, a lot of people are gonna laugh at me in the play, in the in the uh, comments over here. Lucas Giolito could do the same thing. Um, obviously. Not today. If the playoffs started today and the Sox were in, which they're not, but if they if they were, he's struggling right now. But they got a, they got a, almost two months of baseball to play uh, before the playoffs started. So uh, right now, game one, Dylan Cease, no question. Game two, Johnny Cueto, no question. Um, and I think I'd probably pick Lance Lynn for for the third one because he's looked a little better of late. I would not be surprised if by the time the White Sox get to October, if they do, it would go Cease. Lynn and maybe even Giolito if, if he could get back on track. But Cueto has done a fantastic job. We talk every time he starts about giving the team a chance to win. That's what you need in a playoff situation. And those six-inning outings are r- rare come come the playoffs. So the things that Johnny Cueto is making a habit of is the kind of things you love to see during the playoffs. And just like you said, I just need a glimpse. I need a glimpse of Lucas Giolito being the guy he was last year for the most part, the guy in 2020. And I'm putting him third. And then, yeah, I love to have Johnny Cueto as my number two, but I don't know at the end of the year if 36-year-old Johnny Cueto will be the same guy. The metrics, uh, the uh, peripherals don't look great. The FIP is up there high, but he knows how to pitch. But do I want to put that on a game that might be a deciding game? 
Johnny Cueto out there versus the Seattle Mariners when we lost the first game somehow, and then Johnny Cueto goes out there. Probably not at that time. I would want to reserve a spot for Lucas Giolito just like in these last two months to say, hey, Lucas, let's audition. If you want to be a starter right there, cool, we'll put you in there. It depends on you and on Lance Lynn. If if we see glimpses of the old guys, we're going to put you as two and three and have Johnny Cueto like he did when Michael Kopech went down be ready for if there's a blow-up by Lance Lynn, if there's a blow-up by Lucas Giglio, because I think he's more suited for that role than the other two are suited to coming out of the bullpen. Well, and Tony always says, like, you know, I don't I don't want to lose a game and lose pitchers. So, two, that would at least give them the opportunity if they get blown out, if Lance Lynn has a horrible start or whatever, Johnny Cueto could just eat innings for them so they don't have to eat into that very, very important bullpen that they have. I think it is fairly easy at this point I would say Dylan Cease is your game one starter. Johnny Cueto hasn't given me any reason to go away from him. I understand you bring up the fit, but that kind of just goes with being a control-heavy guy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as long as he's limiting contact and limiting exit velocity, which he has done, he just did in that Texas game as well, he's going to be successful. He is really good at picking spots, and I think at least two times through an order, he's proven to be very good. Uh, As long as he can escape the first inning without giving out a run, he can usually make it to the six without giving out you know, too many. So I, I like Johnny Cueto in, in game two just because he knows how to pitch. He knows how to face, you know, veteran bats as well. And, and he has that experience of going through playoff games. And third, I'm going to give it to Michael Kopech. Uh, mm. I mean, he still has a sub 350 ERA. There are questions about Lance Lynn's velocity. There are questions about uh, Lucas Giolito's velocity. I understand that Lucas has been there, done that before. Lance Lynn as well. But Michael Kopech has been the third best starter for the White Sox. And if he can give you seven innings, which he's been proving to do recently and later on in the season as the season goes on, I'm fine with rolling Michael Kopech out there. I think the question is, is he the White Sox third best starting pitcher today? No. I mean, you got to win that game on that day. That's And that, I think that's the question. I, you're right. If you're talking about the season, mm. no doubt about it. He's been He's had the third best season in that rotation. But it's about winning that game on that day. And, you know, you can't reward somebody for what they did or you – can you shouldn't perhaps reward somebody for what they did in April and May when you're trying to win a game in October two of the last three starts by Lance Lynn have shown me glimpses into the old Lance Lynn where his velocity is back up so yeah if that guy continues to be out there he's my number two starter and then I'll downshift to Cueto if I don't see anything from Lucas Giolito and if Michael Kopech keeps on going down the path he's at right now so those would be my first three Cease then Lynn and then Cueto. Since July 29th, the starting pitchers has been uh, Dylan Cease, an ERA of .59, Johnny Cueto, 2.25, Michael Kopech, 3.46, Lucas Giolito, 4.44, and Lance Lynn, 6.41. Um, you know, the, the velocity was there for Lance, uh, kind of. Um, it, it still hasn't peaked over, I think, 94, um, which is still kind of that barrier that he needs to be where he was last year. Um, so I am a little concerned about that. And what we've seen with Lance, too, is, I mean, he's still been hit fairly hard. Um, you even look back, you know, to those uh, games of the since the 11th, um, he's got an ERA of 6.4, um, seven home runs in 26 and two-thirds innings. And just since he is so fastball heavy, if he's not getting that velocity, he's not getting that movement that makes him so dangerous, I really don't trust him at this point. There are questions about Kopech's slider and if it's you know being released at the right way right now, if it's a getting enough depth, that's something that Steve Stone keeps talking about on the broadcast, that it's not getting that depth and that you know him and uh, Ethan are trying to work on the way it's coming out. But I think if you're able to fix that, you have a 
great starter in Michael Kopech, who has two dominant pitches in that four seam and that slider, I would really find it tough to go away from him because, yes, you know, there have been some cracks in Michael Kopech as a starter, but for the most part, even through those cracks, he's been able to pitch through them, and, he, and he's still been able to give the White Sox very valiant efforts even when he hasn't have, had, had his best stuff. If he has his best stuff, I still think he's the third best pitcher on the White Sox right now. This is my thing, though. What does Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito do if those are your first three? Like, those guys, do they come out of the bullpen? Well, or are they just I mean, useless like, like we saw last year with uh, Dallas? I think it's just better suited if you have the, the lineup that I had. And then Cueto and Kopech are used to coming out of the bullpen when Cueto's not used to it, but he did it this year. And Kopech did it a uh, little last year with his uh, mixed role last year. So there'd be more comfortable comfortability there. And I would love uh, a little sample of Michael Kopech where he's like, hey, man, there's an inning. Do your thing. Let the shit go. Just let it go. Don't worry about extra innings. Don't worry about uh, preserving for later. No, just give me what you got right here in this fifth inning of relief because uh, Lucas didn't get through. We need you here for this fifth and sixth. Can you do it? Cool. Well, I don't see the opposite happening where if – Kopech gets in trouble in that third game. You bring in either Lance Lynn or Lucas Giolito to come and shut down the game. I think something that they might do, and just looking at the way the schedule is lined up, on Monday, October 3rd, you could pitch Kopech if, if, if it's lined up that way or if you want to schedule it to line up that way. You have Kopech pitch on the third, then Giolito and Lance Lynn finish out in or against Minnesota at the G rate, right? I mean, you can have those guys finish out the season. We think it's going to be important games. It's not like, you know, on the 5th, you're going to have a game that you're not going to be, you know, letting up to Davis Martin or whatever. So maybe they backload that rotation where it's Kopech, um, Kopech, Giolito, Lynn to end the season. Then it's Cease, Cueto, Kopech to start that playoff series. And then that way, if they make it to the 10th, Kopech would have 10 days of rest pitching from the 3rd to the 10th. So maybe they would be able to line it that way. I mean, it's a very perfect world, perfect scenario for the White Sox there. But I don't know. I, I think that we've seen pitchers benefit going to the bullpen. We see Jimmy Lambert. He's increased velocity. Reynaldo Lopez, he's been able to increase velocity. I know it would be a very tough transition to put Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn into a bullpen role for a series. But that's what they're asking of you right now. Two months. Two months of baseball to play, yeah. and this team's still in third place. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> we didn't know that. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate uh, you. Hey, like, the, the question was if they make the playoffs. We're answering questions, Jason. Sean, Sean was being please positive, up, please. and Jason's being negative. Thanks, Jason. Got it. <laughs> Let's go to the final Mailbag Monday question here from our guy Steven. He said, will Colas be called up in September? Additionally, where is Cespedes in his development? So, where – I mean, Oscar Colas right now currently down in AA um, – do we think that he would be called up by September? I really no. don't think that Cespedes will make an impact on the 2022 team. No. Okay. No to both of those answers. I mean, and listen, I understand the uh, searching high and low for, for solutions because the offense uh, could certainly use a jolt. But uh, with the exception of a guy who, uh, you know, was a very advanced bat when they took him with the number three overall pick in the draft, the White Sox are not keen on, on jumping levels. Uh, I think you saw Lenin Sosa called up this year earlier this year because they needed him at the time. Uh, they needed an infielder, and uh, you saw him then go right back to AAA, which is probably where he was supposed to go naturally at that point anyway. They just they needed an infielder right when they called him up. Uh, I don't think you're going to see these guys jump levels because 
the White Sox have plans for them. They, they have hopes for them, certainly, and I think that they want them to get done what they need to get done at each individual level. That's really how they've handled it this whole way, be it Luis Robert or Aloy Jimenez. Uh, now you've got these younger guys um, – who at the beginning of the season, the White Sox were very open about what these guys needed to work on, what they needed to solve. I mean, they didn't have a lot of American professional experience, uh, and they you know, knew that they needed to come a long way. Great on those guys that they've been able to, to do some of those things and have a lot of success at the levels they've played so far. But um, I, I think you're going to see some ample, um, some ample minor league time for these guys to make sure that they can get it uh, where they need it to be. Uh, and then the White Sox can look at them next spring, maybe even, or at least next, you know, early in next regular season and say these guys might be options. Yeah, I think that Colas is probably the one that could push his way up to a major league uh, role. I mean, if Gavin Sheets starts to struggle in, in ways, maybe they take the chance just because he is 24. I mean, he's he's older than or about the same age as Andrew Vaughn is. Um, so he does have some professional uh, you know experience as well. And in the 16 games that he's been called up to double A, he's hitting over uh, 1,000. He's got an OPS over 1,000. You can't hit over 1,000. Uh, no, you cannot. You cannot. Uh, <laughs> your, your batting, his batting average is not over 1,000. His OPS <laughs> is over 1,000. Um, and he's got 14 strikeouts to six walks. He's got eight extra base hits and 21 hits um, in 16 games. Like, Colas so far, I mean, if he continues to hit like this, it'd be tough to at least ignore and maybe ignore promoting him again up to Charlotte, I think, just because the guys right now up there are Hazley and Mark Payton. It's not like there's, you know, stalwarts that you got to protect or, you know, guys keeping them from, uh, from promotion. So I think if Colas continues this, he probably will earn a Charlotte promotion by September. I just don't know if he'd work his way onto the active roster. To quote Hawk Harrelson, where are you going to play him? Mercy. <laughs> like, the outfield is already filled up. Like, A.J. Pollock is starting to hit. We talked about that yesterday. He's not an everyday player. You already have Aloy Jimenez, who has to take bats in left field or designated hitter. We have Luis Robert in center as our top guy. And then right field is platooned by uh, Vaughn and Cheats. So, where are you going to play him? Mm. It'd be great if he just kicks ass more down in double-A has a great season, and then has an offseason where he's like, okay, I dominated double-A. Next year I'll start in triple-A, and then they can't deny me. Cool. Well, I, next I, year he'll probably be invited to big league camp too. Yeah. Sean, how many games did you say? 16 games? 16 games. That is games. very not a lot of games. Yeah. No. <laughs> let, him get some, let him get some more major league. And like you said, this is his first American professional at-bats where he's doing this year. He played in Japan. He played in Cuba. But he's got a – have some success down there. A lot of success. Have, have like 500 bats down in the minor leagues first, and then we'll see about you coming up. Yes, you might be 24, and you might be itching to get him up here because you don't want to have a prospect be too old, but allow him to do his thing. And we don't really have a need for Oscar Colas right now, and he's not knocking down the door where he's just kicking so much ass and so many at-bats where he's due for uh, a promotion to the major leagues. He's only in double-A right now. So, yeah, let him have what he needs to have this year, come back next year, and then maybe try triple-A. And if he's kicking ass down there and he's uh, being undeniable, bring him up. Since June 6th, uh, 43 games split between single-A and double-A. He's got an OPS of 983. So Continue, kid. I mean, he's been hitting well. Um, They need the help. Guys, I've talked to a couple minor leaguers, and they've said that AA was the most difficult level of the minor leagues, and I don't think that's the one you want to rush through. Well, it's also the toughest ballpark to play in, at least mm -hmm. socks-wise. And then you compare that to AAA, the PCL, it's the best hitting environment. So I don't think you want to 
put him in an environment where he's going to succeed more just for the fact that he's going to succeed more. I think the best thing for his development is challenging him at double A and not rushing that. Well, and also, too, I mean, like, you, you see Andrew Vaughn and his development. I mean, they, they just completely skipped AAA. So, I mean, AAA might not be that important to, 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 to well, hitters I, I if, they, if they're hitting certain miles. I think you look at him as a specific case, or at least at least the White Sox look He's at him as a special a case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the thing that's been promising, too, about him, I mean, you saw him make a nice play in the Futures game out in center field, a dive and catch. He's been playing both center and right, so at least showing flexibility defensively um and uh steven also mentioned uh yolke um they, they must think highly of these guys if they didn't move on from any of the guys that they currently have like they could have gotten major league help a guy who could have improved over gavin sheets if they don't think Colos is an improvement well you could have traded Colos possibly for an improvement over gavin sheets um i digress but um you know you look at cespedes the way that he's been hitting you look at Colos the way we just talked about him, him hitting uh cespedes since august um He's got an average of 318, uh, 423, 636. That's in 22 at-bats. Um, and then in July, he had 272, 392, 547. So he's been good in Birmingham uh, over the past basically month, month plus. So Yolke's been performing well. Colas has been performing well. So you do wonder, why weren't these guys traded if they are performing well? And, you know, if you could have helped your team right now they must think highly of these guys listen you you're, you're gonna roll your eyes but Rick Hahn always says you know this was not a one-year deal this That's was not exactly this, this rebuild was not just to win the 2022 World Series or the 2021 World Series and then call it a day it was to uh to to make something that would go on for years and if you think you've got a guy in Oscar Colas who is is gonna help you do that who is gonna go play right field for you for a handful of years and help you out then that's uh, then that's something to think about. Uh, I I don't you know you, we could talk for hours and hours about which way you go and and what makes the most sense. Whatever, we've moved on, and the silver lining is that you have a guy, perhaps if you're the White Sox, that uh, can help you out beyond next year or beyond this year. And I think what Rick said that I was like, oh, I get it, but also winning championships is really hard, as we've never had in like 22 years. A back-to-back -back champion since the Yankees in 2000. So that was the last time. It's really hard to win multiple championships. And we've had the Giants win them every other year, I think, in the uh, uh, even years in 2010, 2012, and then 2014. But it's really hard to do that. So, yes, I hear what Rick said, and I agree with him. You know, you want to compete for multiple championships, but... He must really, really believe in Oscar Colas and Cespedes, and of course, Colson Montgomery, to not move on him. You know, a little prospect tugging, but also maybe he thinks these guys are special. I mean, he was, I think he was kind of right on Andrew Vaughn to skip all those levels. Like when he was right. kind of right about Luis Robert. I don't know if they're of that level, but they think that they, those guys will be helping those two guys, uh, both Andrew Vaughn and Luis Robert, in the future. So prospect hugging in that case for those three guys might be right ready for it i might be good for that uh I, you know i'm not the biggest rick Hahn fan but sometimes you need to prospect hug if you think a guy is special especially what Colos is doing when he's uh just going to double a and just raking and as steven said that birmingham ballpark in that league it's not a great place to be hitting at, it, and he's doing the job at this point where are these guys gonna play i mean if you if you have Colos, let's say ready for 2023 maybe he'd be ready like july 2023 cespedes feels like he's doing pretty well he's also 24 like you have sheets in the outfield nope. vaughn in the outfield nope. aloy in the outfield robert in the outfield angle in the outfield like 
you already have five outfielders out there. Like it's a pretty messy scenario. Like well, you've I just described, you've you've listed two for sure starters and one fourth outfielder. Gavin yes. Sheets, we don't know what he is right now. He looks like a pinch hitter to yes. me. Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like he's shown flashes of being able to do something, but he looks like a pinch hitter. If you got Oscar Colas ready to play every day right field, and he's got the production to match. I mean, has Gavin Sheets done anything to make you think that? He, that he deserves to keep Colas at bay. I don't think he's done anything yet to, to win not. that. Which now, is why spring training can... could roll around next year, and Gavin Sheets could hit 10 home runs in the Cactus League, and maybe, you know, then it's like, all right, Gavin, go ahead and do your thing. But right now, as we sit here today, I think if you're looking ahead to 2023, who's going to be your right fielder? If they don't get go get somebody, which they very well could, the answer would be give Colas a shot, see what he can do. Right. I mean, Gavin Sheets in the past 10 games hitting 767, so, you know, maybe that's enough to keep – Colas at bay, but if Colas continues to do this, have an OPS over a thousand by the end of September, and Gavin Sheets is still struggling and he's still not walking and still not lifting the ball and he's still striking out, um, looking like that pinch hitter, and he's got an OPS below 700, maybe. I, I wouldn't write it off because maybe they just think very, very highly of Colas at this point where they didn't want to move on from him, and maybe Gavin Sheets doesn't keep him at bay, and maybe Colas puts it, pushes. That, that, right, but that, we're talking about envelope. 2023. I'm going to put a yeah. bet down that Gavin Sheets mm. doesn't hold Oscar Colas at bay. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying this year. I don't know. I think I, I could this see. This year, I, I don't see. I don't I see, see him having the experience in the minor leagues that they would prefer to bring him up this year. Yes. You just want to see him at the majors. Well, he's just better. <laughs> I mean, eventually, <laughs> yes, better. But I don't know if <laughs> in major leagues will he'll be better than Gavin Sheets. Maybe he'll be rushed and he'll be like, oh, I, this is way too. This is way too advanced for my my skill set right now. It's possible. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know well enough to say it's, it's not possible. So, you know, that's, that's Rick Hahn's choosing right there. And clearly, um, again, he thinks highly of him if, if, he, if he wasn't moving on from him. Um, and AJ, AJ, um, you know, coming in with the, the real rational thought here, we don't need to call up either of them. We're signing groomsman extraordinaire Michael Conforto <laughs> in September. Duh. Um, and I can't wait for the Michael Conforto bobblehead because Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is partnering up with a leader in the sports mar- merchandise and collectible world. CHGO has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls. FOCO has something for you, your kid, or and a friend or a loved one. Looking for some new gear, collectibles, or accessories? FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids with everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits and Crocs. They have a very, very vast selection of bobbleheads. You got your lovely Southpaw bobbleheads. You got your Joe Kelly bobbleheads. You got your Aloy Jimenez bobbleheads. You got your TA bobbleheads. You got your 2022 All-Star Bobbles on Parade bobblehead. You got your Dallas Keiko Gold Glove bobblehead. You got a, a great... Uh, bobblehead that features both Jose Abreu, uh, Yoan Moncada, and Tim Anderson, and there's Luis Robert in the Southside Connect jerseys. So this is a fantastic, fantastic website if you are looking for those great White Sox collectibles for the White Sox fan in your life. FOCO has got you covered with the best Chicago merchandise of your favorite teams. So head over to FOCO.com or click the link in the YouTube description below. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off again at FOCO.com or click the link below in the YouTube description. Use promo code CHGO for 10% off all non-presale items at FOCO.com. The White Sox have a four-game series versus Kansas City starting tomorrow. It is a doubleheader on Tuesday. It's a game on Wednesday, and it's a game on Thursday before returning home to play the Detroit Tigers. We got probable pitchers for this one. Um, Steven? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> probable pitchers for Monday's game one is going to be Lance Lynn versus TBD for the Kansas City Royals. On Monday, it's likely going to be Davis Martin for the White Sox and TBD for the Kansas City Royals. On Tuesday, Johnny Cueto versus Chris Bubich. And on Wednesday, Dylan Cease versus Zach Greinke. Um, I was listening to the Sox Machine podcast today and going through the Twins schedule, going through the Guardian schedule, Jim and Josh basically said, if the White Sox go 5-2, and two, that could put them in a spot to be at first place. Do we think the White Sox can get four wins here? Is a sweep too greedy of me to ask for yes. in Kansas City? Yes. All right. I mean, have you ever seen them play versus the Royals? <laughs> yes, that doesn't look impressive, and it should be a White Sox sweep because they have their best pitchers going against the Kansas City Royals, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes that stuff doesn't matter. The Royals just should see that White Sox uh, white and black, and they're like, let's win. So if we can get three out of four, I'll be satisfied. Like two out of two is probably the likely scenario there with the Royals. Uh, so, yeah, a sweep would be – I have, what, is that a thing? Can you can you sweep the Royals down in Kansas City? Uh, I Are think they, you is can. Allowed? I, I'll, I'll look up the last the time Sox the White do Sox not that. do that. A lot. Well, that would be a vacuuming, right? That'd be a vacuuming, yes. That would be a vacuuming. Um, four four games, four wins against Kansas City is possible. It's possible, but, you know, the White Sox uh, have kind of had a tendency to just kind of win half of them and lose half of them <laughs> this whole season. So I would go ahead and say that, uh, Herb, just based on past performance, you, you're on to something there with two and two. That being said, it, if, is 4-0 too greedy of you? No, not at all. It's not greedy. I think this team should be expected to be better than the Royals in all four of these games. So that's But we've, we would have said that four months ago and <laughs> hasn't played out that way. Last White Sox sweep in Kansas City, May 7th, May 8th, May 9th of 2021. Uh, they swept them in three games. Carlos Rodon got a win. Lance Lynn got a win. And Lucas Giolito got a win. LGLG. 3 nothing, 9-1, 9-3. So if I'm looking at that, the White Sox would do well if they scored runs. So we'll see. I mean, it was last year, and then the Royals still won the season series, which is weird as hell. Like, didn't they win it like 10-9, the Royals? Yeah, and, it, and, it, and then the White Sox had a, a 1-3 uh, series versus the, the Royals in Kansas City. Uh, they had a, a 1-2 series against Kansas City in Kansas City. So the they Andrew swept Vaughn them once. Se- the Andrew Vaughn second base game. Oh. oh, the Andrew Vaughn second base game. Did you know Andrew Vaughn, as a second baseman this year, has an OPS over 1,400? Wow. Just saying. Got to wow. get those numbers to Tony. <laughs> I, don't think you, I don't think you need to remind him. <laughs> oh, and hey, we just got joined by the best adults dating site. Uh, so now is a great time to end the CHGO oh, White Sox Before we podcast. do that, do we have a final Jeopardy question? Oh, no. Should ask me who has, you should ask me who has uh, oh, right, he has a right, 1,400 OPS right. playing <laughs> second base this season. <laughs> this I, I created Jeopardy. I did create a final Jeopardy question. While Steve's got it. Oh, That's why is Sean eligible to answer? All right. All right, this is... Am I eligible to answer? Yeah, yeah, get, get out of there, sure. All mm-hmm. right. I don't know if this is going to be a hard one. We're gonna Are you going to do the right. Jeopardy music? I'm I, not a singer, no. Uh, Dylan Cease is currently averaging 12.179 Ks per nine innings. That number ranks second in franchise history. Who is the only qualifying player to average more Ks per nine for the White Sox at 12.278? Chris Sale. Oh. Who is Chris Sale? Who, who bumped in? Herb? I think, Vinny, you actually had a little bit. I was going to say, who is Chris Sale? Well, I'm going to tell you guys all three of you are wrong. And who is Carlos Renan? Wrong. Fuck. And who is Jack McDowell? Wrong. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a hint here. All right. It's a trick question. Qualifying? Is and, it 2022? Is it Matt Davidson? 
No, that, oh. that, that, it, yeah, he wouldn't qualify for what it's worth. Is it 2022? <laughs> no, it or is not. Franchise history. Franchise history. Most cape or nine? Yeah. And it's that a trick qualified. question. So it's not a reliever. It's a starter. It is a starter. Yeah. Wilbur Wood. I don't know. <laughs> are you guys ready for this? We yeah. are ready. It is Dylan Cease last season. Wow. wow. That's there where the trick go. question came in. He's the only There's player the to be better than himself. Oh. I didn't get that question. No, neither need, of us did. I needed no. Well, I mean, oh, like you I didn't get it. You didn't, didn't understand. I didn't understand. <laughs> so we're, so we're all at zero. We all lose. Zero. We all lost. Yay! Put all our money in. Three way time. Did you guys wager everything there? Ooh, I did. I always would. Do I only that. wagered a dollar, so I, my meager <laughs> earnings from round one will win win the day. So Vinny is going to leave with three thousand seven hundred ninety nine <laughs> fake dollars. Herb leaves with nothing. And I leave with nothing. Actually, we leave with a uh, hundred dollars and two hundred dollars courtesy of Advil. I'm pretty sure. And, <laughs> the Jeopardy and he has his knee brace. And, and, and he has his knee and brace. And Fiend. Yes, thank you, Bauer Fiend and Yasmani Grandal for the knee support. Anyways, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. Thank you to Vinny Duber on the far left. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's a CHGO White Sox beat writer. Hey, Stephen, is it Alex Fernandez? Desmond, no. Desmond <laughs> chiming in with Alex Fernandez. You can follow Herb Lawrence on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's a CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Stephen Nicholas for producing the show and for giving us the final Jeopardy. And we will talk to you tomorrow to preview the second game of the doubleheader. And we will also recap that game as well. They will be out in Kansas City. We will recap game two of the double header and preview that one for you as well on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Again, thank you to Vinny, Herb, Steven, and uh, thank you to Fleetwood Mac for the 1979 album Tusk. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Go White Sox.